I give so I'm feeling lucky Cruising down the riverside West side of Kentucky Ooh, I'm feeling lucky I'm feeling Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Jack and Zach Talk Cat Show It's the two of us again, but this time we got a third person with us Formerly known as T-Walk Tweets uh, A little walk it like I talk it Taylor Walker uh, Jack, if you want to introduce our Hoptown boy a little better than me, go for I, it. I but. think you already did a pretty good job. I mean, we, we've got none other than Taylor Walker on here as our, our little ace in the hole. And, uh, yeah, me and T-Walk go back a pretty good ways. I don't know that we've even got time to cover all those bases, but we're both from Hoptown, and then we both went to Murray State, and we're all a year apart. So we've spent a considerable amount of time together. And uh, he happens to be one of the biggest UK fans I know. And his yeah. dad is another one of the biggest UK fans I know. So a perfect fit to come on the podcast. and A, a knowledgeable fella with Kentucky sports and could probably put a better podcast together than us. Probably. I told you before we had him on here that I thought he had probably been to more sporting events than you and me combined. T-Walk, what do you think about that? Well... Y'all have sold me a lot higher, so now the expert. I always think you go into a, anything, you uh, sell yourself lower, and then people get yeah. surprised. But okay. <laughs> over deliver, I like it. <laughs> but no, I mean usually I use my sporting knowledge to just kind of just get get into arguments with people for no reason and get them angry, frustrated. I have, I have some people do say that many trolling. times. <laughs> some people call it trolling, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you do that to people. Yeah, but you know, I mean, but generally, most people think Michael Jordan's the best player, and that—that's what we're talking about today. Well, he Jordan is. and LeBron, because most people you don't get many podcasts or shows talking about Jordan and LeBron. That's, no, not any of them, and out there talking what about I it at all. Uh-uh. It's not what we're talking about either. We're talking about Kentucky <laughs> Wildcats, and I'm gonna give you the headlines for it. All right, all right. K- Kentucky stars Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez opting out of Music City Bowl. Oscar Sheebway powers Kentucky to 69-59 win over Yale. Kentucky searching for solutions for slumping C.J. Frederick. And finally, Brazilian official throws Cat in press conference, leaving fans in shock. (laughs) Well. Yeah. Uh, The the World Cup's going on, guys. And Brazil, unfortunately, took an L last, last week, I believe it was. And one of the guys was being interviewed, and some stray cat just popped up on the podium. And then... The official beside him just took him and threw him down. I like it. Is that what they're doing over in Qatar? Yeah. <laughs> Press conferences, reporters just falling over dead. I mean, it just. I haven't kept up with that much. What I haven't it? read into that much myself. I didn't. You got something on that? I don't know. I don't what? really know about it. Like, what? I don't get it. Is there something there? What, Qatar? I, I mean. No, it... like the fellow that fell over. Well, I mean, he, he went in with a, a you know t-shirt with a political statement you know i don't get into all that but you know he was forced to take it off and then everyone's saying he was perfectly healthy and he just died of course you know that there's just been a lot of controversy with qatar about oh, their yeah. their record on yeah. human rights and things like that and it's just kind of this was a you know if you want to talk about like what what made this guy that i think his name was wall wall was his last name I grant wall yeah grant wall you know if, if you're a kentucky fan you remember when john wall was at kentucky that's when sports illustrated was still big i know oh some of you yeah, can see that one it said the great wall of kentucky that it was him. he wrote that he wrote that article and that's yeah. a, that's a you talking about the calipari era he was really big oh. deal i'd forgotten but you know he used to cover a lot more things and you know now he really was specializing in soccer and 
that was a you know that it's a pretty you know it's a pretty big loss in the sports journalism community. Oh man, I did not I had no idea that's who that was. Because I had heard on KSR they talked about uh, last week there was a guy had something on and they made him no they kicked him out and he was from Kentucky. I thought you were talking about that guy. Yeah, that see that was the thing. They had kicked him out like early. You know, he'd had the you know he'd had this t shirt with the rainbow on it, and I don't know if they'd made him take it off or something. But then, yeah, they said he just fell ill and died. I mean, it's you know you can get into many different things, but I mean it's you know it's above all else, it it is sad because I mean I think every Kentucky fan at that I mean we all remember what it was like at that time when John Wall that year he came. That I still have all those Sports Illustrates. I know that. If there's any of our Gen Z listeners, we used to, you know, wait and get magazines of Sports Illustrated. Even though we had internet, we we loved looking at those sports magazines. I still try to get them when I can. But I saw one of one of the Kentucky Facebook groups I'm in. I saw them post that that Sports Illustrated copy. So that that was crazy to see. Mm. Kentucky connections everywhere, bro. Well, welcome to Jack learns the news with T Walk and Zach. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, we could talk about those headlines more, but whatever. We're we're just gonna we're gonna go to T Walk with our random questions, and we're also gonna hit you with some random Kentucky related questions. Uh-oh. Uh We're gonna do the other random ones first to get to know you a little better, and we can take this show anywhere. Um, no matter what Kentucky questions we ask you, like we we can go anywhere with it. We don't care. Uh, not a whole lot of news right now, <laughs> as you heard from the headlines there. <laughs> Kentucky basketball finally getting another win. Uh, bowl game is BS, but. Here we go with the randoms, all right? T-Walk, what is your favorite hot dog topping? I'm asking you this. I know you're a big Cards fan, so you're at the Bush Stadium. What are you getting on your hot dog? Oh, I, I'm plain. I mean, it's, yes. Yes, I'm yeah. just straight plain. I'm just straight plain. I don't get many, not not many of us out there, man. Not that I dislike mustard ketchup, but it's just, you know, if I go to Bush Stadium, you know, used to they'd have the big Hunter hot dogs. I don't know what they do now, but yeah, I'm just getting straight plain. I'm not not really going outside the box. I'm Jack. doing a podcast with serial killers. I don't. Know. <laughs> I was about to say Jack's not going to like this, but <laughs> now I will say, T Walk, I'll give you some credit. I do get a little iffy about condiments and the general public. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. If it's not if it's not individually packaged, like there's stuff, especially in like hop town that I've been to where people serve food and like the pickles are just floating around. The I'm not, I'm sorry. There've been too many little nasty hands in there. I can't do it. Well, most of the time it's like watered down stuff or things like that with a condiment. Like, it's, <laughs> like, you know, they're mass producing. Although I, I will tell you the number one podcast topic. I was talking with a guy one time. We said we could do a whole podcast on this was we talked about how honey mustard at, Oh, Charlie's is significantly better than any honey mustard everywhere in the world. And we don't really know why, but I'm kind of with you on that. And sometimes I want the honey mustard so bad when I go there that I, that is the reason I get the chicken tenders. Heck yeah, man. I get the chicken tenders. I hate honey mustard, but I, I know that they got some good ones just because they got them fire chicken tenders too. Look at us freaking ordering chicken tenders. Oh, I'm not tenders. kidding you. Well, go, go bring that up in conversation to random people. And, you know, they'll look around. Yeah. They'll say, yeah, I don't want to look like I'm 10, but, you know, those it's are good. <laughs> it's good. But the, don't sleep on the Louisiana sirloin there either. I got to plug the beef also. Some of the best potato soup you can ever get too. Mm. 
Well, I may drive on up there to Old Charlie's. And man, those cheese wedge appetizers, my lord. This this episode, guys, sponsored by <laughs> Old Charlie's. They're gonna need the sponsorship because it, it's empty when I go in there these days. Uh, yeah. And they they bring hey well Charlie's if you are listening, bring back the Sunday brunch. Yeah. And the free pie Wednesday. Didn't they cancel that out? And bring back the lettuce wedge. What are we doing? Man. Man, we could be running that place. I don't yeah, know why we don't. Let's I just mean, go over I mean, We lost. We lost Applebee's. I mean, we, they got. Oh, you Charlie's know, has to keep our favorites. Yeah. All right. We're getting wild. Uh, Jack, you hit him with that next question. Okay, what's your favorite sports movie, T Walk? Mm, it's kind of a tough one. I'd probably say Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say. That. I mean that 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 was the. A movie. My brother and I, we'd watch it on vacation. We'd, you know, I, I can probably quote, "It's a real bummer. No matter who we play, we give the, you know, that whole." I can quote that <laughs> I whole. Was, I thought that it would be either a baseball movie, or Remember the Titans. And then if it was a baseball movie, I had it between Angels of the Outfield. Um, oh, what's the one with the Indian with the uh, Wild Thing? You know. Major What's crazy league. is I major league. I, you know I've never gotten through that movie. Surprisingly, that is my brother's favorite movie. Well, I wasn't far off. Rookie of the year, another classic from those That's days. A rookie of the year. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the little, little Big League. Hmm. Sandlot. Of course, I love the Sandlot. Oh yeah, Sandlot is great. Yeah, a lot can't... of lot of good sports baseball movies. We haven't got a good one in a long time. Mister Three Thousand. That was. <laughs> Classic. R.I.P. Bernie Mac, baby. <laughs> Mr. 3000. Uh, of course, right. Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam is goaded. Uh, we couple uh tough ones coming here, T-Walk. Let's see what right. you can do. Things you love that most people hate. One thing you love that most people hate. Mm, that's a tough That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Throwing it at me, I mean... Man, I'm a, I'm I was gonna sarcastically say severe Wheeler's point guard skills, but you know, <laughs> I, I, w- I wouldn't joke with you that much. I don't know. I mean, I remember like if you're going back to food, I remember I always will tell people that like I love like green peas, lima beans, things like that, and everyone will look at me like just all disgusting. That's a that's a good one. It's normally food related on these these questions like this. <laughs> I mean, normally, I mean, it, it, it there's people. I'd say because you know I try to like see the best in everyone, and then they'll, they'll be like, "Oh," because I always think that you can find one good thing about a person, and then everyone will be like, "Some Jack who has more common sense than I do will look at me and say, uh uh.'" <laughs> I'll be like, "Well, maybe," and they're like, "No," but that yeah, that generally it is going to be food related. You do have to give me a little credit though, T Walk. I also try to find the good in people. Oh, I'm as big a cynic as you, but. My my one of my biggest negatives is I match energy, so it's it's not a good thing. But well, uh, on that note, what is something that you hate that most people love? Uh, double stuffed Oreos. Man, I like regular Oreos, but I mean double stuffs too much. Too much. It throws the ratio off. Well, and then of course there's this thing everyone says I hate it. There's this show. Uh, What's the one with Steve Carell? I, I don't I don't really care. Oh god, here we go. I don't really care about it, but you know, <laughs> like I don't hate it cuz I don't really know. What what's it called the 
I should have known this would have been your your answer here. I should have taken this question off. Office? No office. There we go. Yeah, the office. Yeah, you know he he knows what it's called, Jack. Oh no, he is a hater of that show for some reason. I don't hate it. He, you know he's too sophisticated for it, man. He's hey Jack. He's Toby. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I still laugh at South Park the movie. I don't know if I'm that sophisticated. Park, <laughs> underrated show right there. Okay. Well, the the listening audience has gotten to know you a little bit better if they didn't know some of this stuff about you. I've already. got more question for uh-oh, you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All Sorry. right. Oh. Do you have a favorite Kentucky high school sports moment or game okay. or or player? Oh, it's Curtis Pooley all day, baby. Okay. The GOAT, 2004, Kentucky Mr. Football, and same year, senior runner-up for Mr. Basketball. I don't know how – and that's been done. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, you talk about like just that whole period, his sophomore year, you know, because if you all, if Kentucky fans remember, he was a court, you know, he won Mr. Football and went up to Kentucky, was starting quarterback. He was Andre Woodson's backup for a year, but he actually beat Andre Woodson out in camp. He'd got, you know, some mm-hmm. things happened where he wasn't able to go to the season, but he'd actually beat Woodson out. Mm-hmm. But, Going back his sophomore year, Hoptown went to the state tournament and they lost in the final four to Chris Lofton, who was SEC player in Tennessee. But the first play Mm. of the state tournament, I remember up there, he dunked on Andre Woodson. He was a sophomore. Woodson was a senior and he just went and just poked on him. I mean, it was, you know, he could, he could literally do everything. I mean, you know, them beat, they, he beat Louisville Mail 21 nothing. I mean, the whole team did. Yep. But, you know, beat, you know, when he was quarterback, they beat Louisville Mail 21 nothing. Like, Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think of it. He beat Mayfield. That I mean, they beat the crap out of Mayfield that yep. year. You know, they they were really good. They just I, ran into Boyle County and they were a buzzsaw. Jacob Tamey had a little brother on that team. That's a, they won like five or six straight state titles. They were all good. I remember going up there that game. It was cold as hell, and we were up there on that visiting sideline. And I mean, they were they were vicious. T Walk. They ate us up. I think. And don't let me speak for you. But I think part of the Curtis Pulley thing for people our age is just that. We were old enough to be around, but we were still so much younger than him that he was kind of this larger-than-life figure, and he won all these games. I remember that. I was sick after they lost. Oh, I mean, I remember even the year before when they lost. Because Paducah, I don't know if you remember, Willis, Paducah had a running back named Joe Casey, and Mm -hmm. their starting quarterback was Hunter Cantwell, who ended up starting quarterback at Louisville under Petrino and the guy Cragthorpe after him. I remember they went down to the last play of the game. Hopton was kicking a field goal to win, and they, they missed it, but it's roughing the kicker. They get a second kick, and it gets blocked, and it was just a – you know, that was a time when Western Kentucky football oh. was just it, – it was it was a – that was a fun time. And like you said, Jack, it How was – about that one? Curtis, you know, he was an he was an all American safety, you know, commit Mr. Football, committed to Kentucky. Of course, the next year – Fort Campbell, which is right in Christian County, Micah Johnson was a five-star. Oh, he was such a stud. And then, you know, we had Keith Tandy, who ended up going to West Virginia as an NFL. You know, there was a run of time around here where, you know, you hear more about basketball, of course, like Scotty Hobson was top ten player in the nation. You know, that was just a fun time Yep, to be around. It with was. All, you, know, and they, you know, and then by my senior year, of course, Anthony Hickey and that group went in the state title. But then yep. it's kind of like – It fell off. 
Yeah, and then of course getting Justin Hagman. I'll give a shout out to him if he's listening. Yeah, stud. He got married yesterday, didn't he? Or did he have? No, no his wedding is uh, New Year's Eve in Nashville. We're yeah, right. I saw something, but I was gonna give him a shout out there. He's a yep. he's a goat too. Yeah, I, honestly, he'd be another good one for us to have on here, Willis. Okay. Well, hey, I just want to also say uh, we forgot to do Cat of the Day last week, so Curtis Pulley gets that honor now after that conversation there. Oh, yeah, and he going to a throwback. I remember it was about 15, 16 years ago, Music City Bowl. I'm pretty sure he scored. He got a reception or maybe a touchdown that game because his that, well, year he wasn't playing quarterback. They had him playing receiver that year. They won the music first Music City Bowl and beat Clemson. You think we could get Curtis Pulley on this podcast? I think you, we probably could. You have to ask Craig. Craig, Craig, you get him. I think we could probably. Oh, Craig. We should do it, Jack. We should. You'd have to come to Hoptown for that. We'd have to do that one in person. But sit, sit down, do it in person. Then maybe that will start something, and we can get all the connections we got. Mm, maybe so. But all we right, can ask it. We can ask him the what if if he if he gets to stay at UK. He's quarterback with Randall Cobb and uh, oh. Derek Locke. That would have been oh, that would have been something. I always think about a what if that. Would... He, it, you're right, T. Walk. If you if you're looking at it as he had all the physical tools and the raw athleticism. If his development as a quarterback had continued, man, there's no telling. Well, and the thing about it is he went down there to Florida A&M and got their conference player of the year, yep. one of their best players ever. And, you know, that's for, you know, that FCS, you know, that FCS division one, that's still one of the better schools. And for him to have won down there and yep. HCBU like that, he – he was on some, you know, I think he got some workouts and got looked at for a draft. Just, I mean, he was. Yeah. Can I ask y'all something? Yeah. So I just, I just, I Googled Curtis Pulley and like saw he enrolled in 2005, which is when y'all were talking about. But then it also says December 8th, 2013, he commits and signs a letter of intent to Kentucky. What is that yeah, about? That, that's probably because that website's so old. It's like they're probably just mixing dates. Okay. Okay. Because that that rivals was pretty new, and, you know they'd been around, but like the commit and star system, it was pretty early in its you know origins. Because he's class of two thousand five, so yeah. I mean, that was real early around then. Okay, well, if you guys don't care to move on, um, go ahead. <clears throat> good conversation there, but it's already mentioned cat of the day. There, we're gonna go ahead and do this week's now cat of the day, cat of the day. Here comes <laughs> that what. Cat of the day. Now, this guy here, um, he's pretty cool. I will say that up front. I don't think he had a whole lot of time at Kentucky. I believe only one year as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, but it, it's Mike Leach. And we're, we're I believe we're unfortunately doing it for sad reasons in his honor right now. I'm lifting up some prayers for him. If T-Walk, if you could go in further there. Or Jack, if you want to say anything about Mr. Leach, you guys take the floor there. But He's a baller and was there for one year, so he deserves cat of the day for sure. Well, uh, you know, going into him, is I'd start with his prayers. He's had a medical episode, and I don't want to just get into with this or that, but a lot of national people, reporters, things are saying lift up prayers for him. And I saw a reporter from Mississippi State said he needs some prayer tonight. But Mike Leach is the pirate. You know, you hear you hear about him. He's Mississippi State's head coach. But mm -hmm. he he came to Kentucky and not he was there 97 and 98 seasons. And for Kentucky fans, if you go back old, that was when Tim Couch was here. And, 
you're going into like that whole era was Tim Couch was the number one player in the nation, and yeah. he was at Leslie County, Kentucky. Another Hoptown connection was his last high school game. He came down to Hoptown, and Hoptown beat Sports Illustrated, ESPN, all the big publications there. The stadium Hoptown was sold out, and he beat Hop Hoptown beat him by like fifty. And ended his I believe we discussed that one on here before. Yeah, because I was there. <laughs> I went. Me and Jack probably were babies at that game. Yeah. I but I know I was there. The Wasn't every, it ninety four? What what year was it? Ninety four, ninety five. It, it would have had to have been fall of ninety four, wouldn't it? Something. Yeah, it was around that time. I mean, it's. A, I found you could probably find on Google that article if there's some archive for it. I mean, they came down to what? I mean, it was one of the biggest events here ever. You know, but uh, he came to UK and UK had a uh, had a coach. It, you know, it was a. I'm trying to think what his name was, but UK's coach at the time ran a triple option. Yeah. When he came to Kentucky, and that coach at UK also didn't recruit Sean Alexander, who was in the state and went to Alabama and won Heisman. But uh, Tim Couch came to Kentucky that he was going to leave. They bring in a guy named Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy runs the air raid offense. It was basically throw every play, all this and that. And Mike Leach came in, was the offensive coordinator for two years. Tim Couch, they set all kinds of records. They beat Alabama. You know, they I think they played in the Outback Bowl. They did some really big things in those years. Leach then goes to Oklahoma as offensive coordinator under Bob Stoops. They win the title, and then he goes to Texas Tech for a decade. Wins so you know takes them to heights they'd never seen. I think they had that big year with Michael Crabtree. He they call him the Pirate. He just has so many fun quotes and oh, yeah. his yeah. offensive <laughs> style is just you know amazing. And you know now he's at you know I think he went to Washington State after that. Now he's Mississippi State. He's always been the dream coach for Kentucky. I think yep. that when people always say, you know, who's this or that, or the timing wasn't right, but he was always when everybody in the back of their head, they wanted him to come back. Cause no matter where he goes, he wins just cause he's just a brilliant, he's a brilliant guy and his system, the air raid pretty much. That is what college football moving to passing and opening up. He was pretty big figure in that. And, you know, I, I again, just say send prayers to him because football, you know, we talk about football, what way we grew up is larger than life characters. You know, the coaches like, you know, Bobby Bowden and Nick Saban things. When you have less characters like that, you know, even thinking about like a guy like Lee Corso, the game is better when you have those personalities. Of course, now you're seeing more and more guys that are just buttoned up, uh, politically correct answer. They don't want to be boring. Mike Leach is the opposite of that. And he, yep. You want him on. You you want you want this guy around till he's ninety years old coaching. That's a hundred percent. He's probably one of the more insightful human beings in sports. He and and he doesn't always use his abilities for that, but his attention to detail to, and it's it's on funny stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll go off on rants. I think that's my favorite thing I like about him is because he gets sidetracked on something, and I, I I think about myself doing that. And there was one on candy. They were oh yes after a game, and he got to talking about the intricacies of the candies that he likes and why he likes them and the positives and negatives and the ones he used to like that they quit making. You know, he's just. <laughs> You know he has a law. You know he actually graduated from law school before he got into coaching. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, he has. A, you know, he went to. I'm looking it up now. I think he got his juris doctor of law from Pepperdine, in California. Wow. 
one of the most prominent graduates of the United States Sports Academy, which he earned a master. So he has a master's in sports science and a law degree. And that, you know, just talking about how what an interesting mind he has. You're not lying about people wanting him as a coach, too. I'm pretty sure even I have said on this show, if it wasn't for Stoops, he would have been my guy for coaching football in Kentucky. You never, you know, that's the thing you look at it, you just, you don't know who, who's the coaching connection, you know, who's been under you. It's like, well, you know, for example, you want to know who started under him, who was at Kentucky under his staff the first year. A lot of you may not know this. It's uh, Sonny Dykes, who's the head coach at TCU. Really? He wow. was. Staff. And I remember when he was in the final running for the job when Stoops got hired. You know, he I think he ended up going to Cal and got fired for a little bit. He, you know, he was on, he was in that coaching tree under him. And then, you know, there's a lot of other people like I think like Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley coached Lincoln Riley actually coached got his start at Texas Tech under I think Lincoln Riley was his quarterback at Texas Tech and he got started coaching for him. There you go. Teaching us a lot, T Walk. Yeah, you are, man. That's that's some great. I didn't know all that. I, well, when you love Mike Leach, you you study. <laughs> you, you, and you I, I made a mistake here when when I brought him up. I said one year at Kentucky, but that would have been two years, as you said, ninety seven and ninety eight. That's two seasons. I'm well, looking at it well, as a basketball season. Sometimes yeah. with that, you never know if it says he coached for the season and then he, you know, if did he leave in ninety eight or something. That that can be a little confusing on those years. Okay. Yeah. Well, but hey, cat of the day. Solid one. Didn't I didn't ever think he would be one, but I'm glad he was because I, I do love that guy and prayers up for him. Everybody do that as well, please. Uh, but on to some some more Kentucky-related questions for you, T-Walk. We're, we're going to pick your brain a little bit, all right? All right. December 31st, 2022, you're sitting down at the TV. You got Kentucky Iowa Music City Bowl on or Kentucky Louisville basketball? Well, what's crazy, it's – uh. I may have a choice about which one I want to go to. <laughs> that's got. That's the thing is it's well. I guess like from that end, because it's like well they're gonna beat the crap out of Louisville in basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's you know it's a game. But then you go to the football end. You know you're with a quarterback and players that probably aren't gonna be. The, you know the awesomeness the offensive system's not gonna be there next year. You know you got a coach calling plays that won't be there. You know it's some. You know, you really don't don't know what it's going to be, and it's going to be a boring game. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like for me, it's like if you're watching, get two TVs or go to the local Buffalo Wild Wings. And yeah, see that's the thing for me. If I had the option to go to either, I I could not. I I don't want to go to either. I want to try to watch them both at home if I can. So it it's just still stupid to me. I hate well, it. If if you had like floor seats at Rupp T Walk, I mean, you might be able to say. Oh, I watched you know Oscar Shibway get fifty and thirty on Louisville. Or That'd be dope. Harsh. That would be dope. <laughs> you know, is uh, but you think Cal? I don't think Cal's gonna do that to Kenny Payne. He won't. But I mean, my God, what are they gonna do? Put I think put Cal's the walk-ons still, in. <laughs> well, if, if he was still, if say DJ Wagner had committed to Louisville or some recruits, he might have to you know exert some dominance. But I think now he's just like, yeah, I won't. You know, he's not hurting nobody. No. <laughs> And I love Kenny. I don't want to embarrass Kenny. And I, I hope they clap for Kenny, but um, they're, they suck. Yeah, he's we, suffering quite a bit of embarrassment right we now. We can't even get off on that or we'll never get off of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, they're, they've had some interesting. Of course, that's what Louisville, the whole Louisville thing is interesting. But I mean, I guess if it's for me, the personal part is it's New Year's in Nashville versus yep that. Of course, you know, I turned thirty and I turned thirty four days after New Year's, so I'm thinking, well, you know, it's and with my job, I've changed jobs this year. My old job. I had to do inventory year end, so I haven't been able to really have a New Year's since 2015. So this will be the first. This will be the first time I can actually do something on New Year's Eve in years. So that personally, it may be New Year's in Nashville. But all right, then T Walk. We'll so you're saying that's what you're going to pick, huh? Yeah, it, it it really depends. I mean, if it was up to me, I may just want to find a place I can watch both. I feel I'll, that I'll with be all there with you, T Walk. Watching both at home or somewhere? Now, no, I'll, be, I'll be in Nashville on December. Okay. He has, if anybody has box seats that has a TV in there, I mean, I, you know. That would be dope. With all due respect to the city of Nashville that I love dearly, let me tell you that, especially some <laughs> Nashville hot chicken. Okay. Cool. I will tell you this. I've been there on New Year's. I've been there on just random nights out. You're not going to be able to walk anywhere. It's going to. It it may not be as fun as you hope it will be. Oh, I did I did Fourth of, I did Fourth of July there when I turned twenty. Oh God, Fourth of July there is awful. And that was that was a year they didn't do covers. Man, I just I just I just if I had the choice still I I couldn't pick. The, if someone bought my tickets, I could not go to that football game because I don't know what to expect with it. And Nashville is going to be just well, so crazy. Okay, but let me give you the flip side. Okay, yeah, give me the flip, baby. And this is, I didn't come up with this, but I think it was a good argument. Go into it with this attitude. This season was already not what we wanted. Liam mm-hmm. Cohen arguably should have never left, mm-hmm. all things considered now. I mean, yeah, at the time, like, you can't pass it up. And, and maybe he should have gone, period. But it, either way, would have been nice if he hadn't left. So, did we waste a lot of talent last year? Maybe so, but it's done. It's over with. Let's just act like the bowl game is a separate deal, just for sake of argument, and go into it with the attitude of a lot of the players that are playing are going to be what you've got next year. Mm-hmm. Now, you may add a few in the transfer portal. You may lose a couple. Who knows? But uh, let's just see what they can do. Yeah, you want to see what Dane Key and Barry Umbrella, and you, uh, the yeah. offensive line, you know, maybe under a different set of circumstances, some different language being called and a little more time to practice. What's the offensive line look like? Because, I mean, got somebody like, say, you know, Jagger, Jagger Burton or Keontae Goodwin, you know, do they look a little better after a month and a little more film? Or yep. they get overwhelmed by them big corn-fed, corn-fed boys up and up. Another thing is this, too, T-Walk. You're talking about the offensive line, and <clears throat> we didn't have – a tremendous amount of injuries that, excuse me, kept people from playing. But when you play in the SEC, you get banged up. And so this month off, I mean, like you said, not only are you able to sit in the film room, uh, and especially for those guys that weren't on the field a whole lot, you're getting practice reps. I mean, because Chris Rodriguez isn't there. Mm-hmm. And, and Will Levis isn't there. So, you know, Kaya Sharon, when he came in and played one game, he had a week to throw those receivers to the ones. I mean, yeah, he probably throws to them a little bit in practice, but my God, not when you've got a, a first round quarterback on the dra- or on the roster. So, you know, it's, I, I just think, I think your expect reality versus expectation here, boys. I mean, 
if you go into it and you're like, this is a must win. If we don't get to eight wins, the season's a failure. Our quarterback isn't playing, running back isn't playing. Like, well, then you, you're no, you're not gonna enjoy it. Well, and this is a this is new territory for us, Jack. Because I mean, you're you know, y'all are like me. It's like the thing about UK basketball, and I think that's what some I think some people have gotten a little. You know, I think gotten a little greedy about the not realizing how hard it is to maintain a level of success and be a good no team. Doubt. But I think we football is starting to get that way because you know I've probably Jack our earliest memories of football, even though we kind of remember Tim Couch stuff. Our earliest memory were those probation years. You know, mm-hmm. I remember Jared Lorenzen's the first real quarterback I remember watching games and yeah. playing on video games yeah. in CAA O two and O three. I'm with you there. Derek Abney, shout out to them. But Arthur Spinner from Hopton. But, you know, back then I remember just thinking, ah, man, just I want. I remember thinking when we were younger, it's like, man, why can't we just go to a bowl game? And then think about those Music City Bowls. But we remembered Woodson and those guys, you know, took both of those game series. It was Clemson, Florida State. It was the big deal. That year, That even though they went 6-6 six and six and went to the Liberty Bowl, you know, it was like, hey, you know, it's a bowl game. We weren't expected to be here. And then they went to another one and then mm-hmm. – it's like you know, since Stoops got there, it was like every game has been a big bowl game. It's been exciting. It's things like that. But I think this is the first time it's like, you know, everybody played. You know, yeah. Boom Williams played in his bowl game. You know, Benny Snell played in the bowl games. Lynn Bowden played. You know, Levis and the guys played last year. It's this is the first time you're having guys sit out of a bowl, and and I don't think it's like for reasons they don't want to play, but it's like you know. I think the way they look at it is I was not taking it serious. It's just a, you know, it's just a game like that. And I think some fans see it. And, but my thought is you finish eight and five, win the Music City Bowl. I mean, does that not sound like 2006, 2007 with Andre Woodson where we thought that was the greatest year ever? Look, man, I'm taking it. I'm with you. I, I mean, I will take it. Yeah, that's all we got now. You, well, you, went, you beat Florida, Louisville, and you go eight and five and win a bowl game? Okay, well, the, the, here's another. Just Willis, you and I can't get squared up on this. That's not. I think you see that a little differently than I do. You you say that it's the only thing we've got, so yeah, you'll take it. I think what I'm when somebody says that to me, I feel like, you know, if you tell me at the beginning of the season, hey, these things happen. Will Levis gets hurt. Rodriguez doesn't play the first four games. The offensive coordinator is a bust. We have three starters on defense that play that miss multiple games in the year. One defensive starter that never even sees the field. Will you take eight and five in the Music City Bowl? I'm saying yes to that scenario at the beginning of the year. I get that you will do that, and I I I understand. I'm with you, but unfortunately, at the beginning of the year, I made the statement that. I will be disappointed if we go. I literally said something like, "If we go seven and five and go to the Music City Bowl," I said those exact words you, on this podcast. You did, you <laughs> did. But we also said on this podcast, you know, I can remember saying such and such if Will Levis doesn't get hurt, and then yeah. saying yeah. something else like, oh, "If Will Levis gets hurt, then we don't know what's going to happen." I mean, and no, he wasn't hurt enough where like he missed half the season, but. He didn't play for at least one game, if I remember correctly. He didn't yeah. play as himself for a, for a lot of games. For a lot of games, wasn't I, himself. I don't think he's – honestly, after Ole Miss, I don't think he honestly probably should have been playing most of the No, I don't no. either. I don't either. 
And the only reason he was T-Walk is because the shoulder he hurt. He separated his shoulder. There's no way. I mean, at bare minimum, probably tore a bunch of shit. But it's not his throwing arm. I, but it, but it affects your mechanics. It, I mean, it's probably hurting the shit out of, him, and it probably wasn't his only injury. He, he messed his finger up earlier in the year. You know, they, I, I will say something positive about this Music City Bowl if you will let me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I because I heard Drew say it on the uh, on KSR, so I was like, oh, that's a good point. And it's that uh, the Wade twins and Berrien are getting a little homecoming action in. Yep. Getting to go, getting to go back to Nashville, and so hope, hopefully we get a W because hopefully they can do some big stuff in it for their home crowd. Yeah. Well, and you know the Nashville recruit, and then you really you don't realize it, but you know, and you can sell an eight and five season. You can sell that, and I mean, even though it's kind of like this, where if it was say you didn't win the you know the Citrus Bowl those two times, it's nine and four. It's like yeah, it's a nine win year, but then it's like hey, ten win season. Hey, eight win season. It's you can sell that a little better to recruiting and progress, and you're beating another power. You know, you're beating a Big yeah. Ten team. That's a power conference team. And you know, thinking about it, I think the disappointment this year. I think what it comes to is they only played one every single game Kentucky played except Tennessee. They could have won. Now, yeah. and I'll say different circumstances, health, and things. I, you know, I think if it's in Lexington, you have better health. It's. I'm not saying they beat Tennessee, but I'm saying it wouldn't have been crazy to think. But that game, all systems failed. But it's like you know the SEC's a grind. You know, people can the Vanderbilt loss sucks. They should have won, but yep. Vanderbilt um, went five and seven against the number three strength of schedule in the country. Yeah, that's that's impressive, that. and I agree. And it's like you beat a good Mississippi State team. You're a half second away from beating Ole Miss. Honestly, some different some different officiating calls. And if Liam Cohen's there, they probably, you know, they beat Georgia. They had Georgia, you know, they had Georgia down beat. I, you know, it's like that's how it is in the SEC. I mean, you yeah. look at like South Carolina one week going down to Florida, getting the crap beat out of them. Florida's looking good, but then Florida goes and gets the crap beat out of them by Vandy. And then the same week, South Carolina beats the crap out of Tennessee. That's, I, you know, that's just a South Carolina team. If Will Levis is healthy, Kentucky beats. I, I, I think, Willis, I'm, I'll, I'll use what Taylor Walker just said. And I'll defend your position a little bit for you here. And and I think you're right on this. It's almost a season of like what ifs and why and why. Like, why did Chris Rodriguez why couldn't we get this, you know, mm-hmm. sorted out and and have some sort of punishment where this dude wasn't or, or you know, why did was it going on in the first place? Or, you know, why couldn't our offensive line pick up the their assignments better and do a better job of blocking where our quarterback wasn't getting his ass beat every game. You know, I mean, there's just, and, and I think it, that it's like Taylor was saying that happens to every team every year. But the problem is this year, basically all of the stars had aligned with your skill positions. That's the difference for me and why it's a disappointment. I mean, and one, and that's the thing in the SEC. If, if you're not Alabama or Georgia, but then you even think about look at a program like say an LSU where they take a dip, but then one little coaching change, boom, you know they're right back. Yep. If you're not a team that can stockpile talent like that, you know you can't afford even one thing because you look at Kentucky. You know if 
you know, Dare Rosenthal, who didn't get drafted, comes back. That changes your whole O-line. You know, that Wolford, the O-line coach, he took Tyler Steen. He had him come to Kentucky. He was a tackle. He At one point, he was yep. the top pass protection tackle in the country. Mm-hmm. And he leaves to go to Bama and brings him down there with him. You know, <clears throat> little things like that can happen or just say, oh, yeah. that, you know, Sean McVay thinks Liam Cohen doesn't need to go. It, it, it little th- little things like that can happen, and it's. I look at it as things could have went differently. I mean, you think about other, you know, other years like say the year, you know, the first year they went ten and three. Well, just just say that they don't have that big fourth quarter against Mississippi State where Josh Allen got all those sacks. They could have lost that. The you know they don't get the untimed down against Missouri. Yep. You know, time right there, man. there was a time they almost lost to Eastern Kentucky. You know, we were down in New Orleans. Watching. I was just get. I was literally when you were <laughs> talking about us being greedy earlier and saying that we it wasn't that long ago we were wishing to get to a bowl game. I thought about saying let's travel back in time to when we were. Well, we watched that game or the the Dorian Baker catch. We were out on the street. We we watched that from a TV that was inside. We were out on the street. I'm pretty sure watching it through a window. Yeah, because that it was we had to get. I think it was just like an ESPN Plus game or something. We. I was Wait, this is this is a pike trip in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah you were there. Oh, formal. Good. Were there. Yeah, good times. Yeah, you probably don't remember it. Oh, come on now. That was, hey, we I do want to say something that weekend. That's go I'm ahead, doing. Willis. Oh. You, Jack, you and I—I I don't even know what you just said. Too, well, I, ain't, I ain't gonna worry about it. Uh, Jack, you and I have been talking about being worried about what we're gonna do at QB and running back next year. And I hate to like this season is what it is now, and I hate to be like I used to be in basketball. Like wait till next year. And but God, I'm getting excited about next year now with freaking Liam Cohen coming back. We're gonna have a good QB. Freaking this this Vandy running back that's probably coming to us, hundred yards on us when he came to us this season. Our our O line's going to improve. So what's the deal? Are, are, we getting, are we getting the running back from Vandy or not? I think he is coming. I think they feel pretty strong about that from everything I've been like the guys at Rivals and Two Four Seven things. Okay, so. so if you've got him, Jaton McLean, the kid that tore his ACL that was a transfer this past season, and then the two young guys, Lavelle Wright and uh, what's the other one, T Walk. They might have cleared that room because I think because I think Drennan and Smoke are out. Drennan and Smoke are out, yeah, but the kid from Kentucky in there with Lavelle Wright. I, if you're thinking of that Caden Mormon, I think he he de, I think he ended up like decommitting. I'm not sure who I'm thinking about. But but they I'm, have actually though. There's a they have what they're feeling good about now is there's two recruits now, and I think a lot of this has been because some change in coaching staff. Cohen, Cincinnati, all that stuff. They have, I think it's Jamarian Wilcox and a guy named Cornist. I think Wilcox is a four star on one of the sites. So they feel like they can get two freshmen there and come in up the room, plus the Vandy running back. They'll see what they got left, like with Juton and all that. I don't know what their thoughts are on Lavelle Wright because Lavelle Wright kind of fits in that room, kind of like a, like what's it, the tight end. Keaton Upshaw. Keaton. No, 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 no. Uh, the guy, he's from Louisville. He didn't get any. He was featured in the, number eight. Oh, uh, shoot. He started as receiver. He was recruited as receiver. Cummings, Isaiah Cummings. Yep, that's right. Which uh, you saw the tweets this week. You know, 
Lavelle Wright, I think, falls in his camp. Like, I think Cohen really liked using him. And, like, Cummings, you didn't even see him used this year at all. I mean, that's that was pretty telling. But he was jumping for joy. I was showing on Twitter that he Cohen's coming back. But they, I think they feel like the running back room, you're not going to get another Chris Rodriguez. But can you get a guy that fits a lot, fits a system better and can be used a certain way? And if the O-line's fixed, can he be more effective? Can a good running back with a better O-line be more effective with than a great running back with a bad offensive line? I think the offensive line definitely gives you an advantage. I'm gonna, What about the guy, the running back uh, that transferred from Tennessee, the 6'5 dude, D. Beckwith? Yeah, I mean, they've considered him like an H-back or a tight end. I mean, they're, they've. I think he's just – when you see on recruiting where they call somebody an athlete – yeah. kind of what he is. I don't think they see him as a running back. I mean, I could see him as a pass. They want to find ways what they can do with him. So who's I, playing quarterback, T-Walk? So last week on all, those, on all those recruiting websites, the news dropped all at once. There was literally – it was all the different guys, uh, Travis Graff, Justin Rowland, and uh, Jeff Drummond, three of the best reporters you had. They dropped some news. They said one of them posted said, a Cohen watch for him. Then the next one was watch the Vanderbilt running back Ramon Davis. Then the next one was Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. I now they are looking at multiple quarterbacks, but I think they've Mertz was at Florida today, but I think that they feel like he's coming. I mean, a lot of services have kind of said that. I don't know if they don't they don't want him to commit before Cohen you know the inks dry on Cohen's stuff I think it's like unofficially Cohen's there but it would kind of look weird for him to commit to a school that doesn't have a coach yet yeah that might be it but I I would think him which you should be very excited about him Graham Mertz at Wisconsin he had 19 touchdowns 10 interceptions two rushing touchdowns in an offense they've only threw the ball 39 percent of the time wow and offensive line Coach quit. You know they they had no real talent at receiver. But think about this: Will Levis this year, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. Wow! And we huh. threw the and we and I think it was like Levis threw for twenty four hundred. The Mertz threw for twenty one hundred. You know twenty one hundred. We threw about I think it it was a similar percentage. I don't know if it was like 37, 30, something like it, it was almost like a huh. You think if we threw, we had the same percentages, same issues, and if you put him with Cohen and a better offensive line and a lot better wideouts, because he's got good arm talent, he's older, he's started in the Big Ten. I mean, you. So is he just like Will? He's a. I would say the thing about Will, what I've seen is he's a big, he's a bigger guy. He's got a big arm, and I think that may be what Cohen sees. Because, I mean. Who would have? Who knew anything about Will Levis until like Cohen came in? Because everyone was still. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was still the well, maybe Joey Gatewood. Remember him? Yep. Oh, hundred yep. percent. That's most, what we thought. Most of us thought it. I, I feel like. What is he a tight end now? Really? Oh, I figured he was at the crib. He, I don't even know. Did he stay? He went to UCF, and I, I don't even know if he stayed at quarterback. And then, of course, Bo Allen. They were talking about him. You know, and I guess. Eddie Grand just didn't have an eye for quarterbacks. But... Yeah, no damn way he's coming back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that I, I would trust 
Cohen's eyes on that because, you know, he spotted Will Levis. The only thing I think we had on Levis were some of those cool – they were showing today, someone said, this is all I knew about Will Levis, and it showed all those TikTok videos from before he went to UK where he was making all those crazy throws. So, I mean, you could get him. I mean, my my dream would still be the uh, the Drake May from North Carolina. but oh, I didn't even know that was talked about. It was kind of, during the season. Uh, see that that was a reason they didn't want to get rid of Scangarello was because Scangarello did when he was still in the NFL. He did a quarterback camp for high schoolers, and he had a lot of big connections like DJ Uli Levala, yeah. whatever you said it. Him, I think, like the Boise State quarterback that's in the pointer, Hank Beemeyer, those guys, and I think someone had brought up the North Carolina quarterback too. Is just like a hint, but. I also could see him being in hot demand. I mean, you, I mean, if you look at it, Florida needs a quarterback. Alabama needs a quarterback. Uh, Ohio State's going to need a quarterback. You really, I mean, quarterback. They're about quarterback is about fit in a system and things like that. But you really can't. He'll probably be the top of the list. Huh. Yo, I just looked it up. Uh, it looks like Gatewood is a wide receiver at UCF now. <laughs> Morgan Newton, that, that's what he was. We've talked a lot of football with you, T-Walk. I would really love to talk some basketball with you all if you all want to keep this train moving. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, we can go anywhere with the basketball, but I'm just going to ask you one question real quick. What year do you expect Kentucky to take the most wins title back from Kansas, and do you think Cal Perry will still be here when it happens? Uh, it could be this year if their NCAA ruling comes down. Oh shit! I mean, that, 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 I thought, that's when it's going to happen. I mean, I, I thought all that was over. I I know that they can't take away their title. I think they said something like Bill Self was going to keep his job. I mean, I don't. I thought they did some of that, like they can't recruit for a while and all, like during part of the recruiting period. And I thought that was all they got. Yeah, that might have been it. Let's see, did. Yeah, he got the – I forget. Yeah, Self got the suspension. Yeah, no, he set out four games. See, I'm wondering if – see, that was the thing I didn't know because I knew they had some players they played that were ineligible. But Yeah. Uh, maybe that was – Violations too, I mean. Well, I'm going to say the way Kansas is under Bill Self, it it's going to be very hard to catch. You know, I don't even – I don't want to put that on Calipari – because I just want to give credit to Bill. I mean, because Cal Perry, I mean, if you look at his record, even through the last few years, I mean, it's been great. It's just Bill Self is just consistently winning that conference every single yep. year. Yep. And they're always a one or they're always a, like a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's just he's just a level of consistency that it's just very hard to hard to match that. And the COVID year, really, that's. That messed that messed everything up because yeah. we were so bad. They had their usual good year, and then that's even if that COVID year doesn't happen, there the gap doesn't get that big. I mean, let's be honest. Oh no! Even with last year, with them winning the national championship, I mean, they had five. They played five more games than we did. Yep. That that's why. Of course, and if you go historically, they've played a lot more games in their history too. I mean, yes, they have. Their percentage is not. We've still got a better winning percentage than they do. It's, I mean, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can throw shade at Bill Self's hairpiece and all the <laughs> stuff he does, but he, the guy, I mean, the guy is a good basketball coach. I mean, he, they, 
they and, always have a good team. He has a good system. And I don't hate them like I hate Duke and Louisville. Yeah, me too. See, I, I just – now, I dislike them because, you know, they're good, but I also kind of respect them more. I don't – I hate Duke and them. I didn't – North Carolina, I don't want them to win a damn thing. See, Carolina is the one – for me, there's always been the hate just because, I mean – to be clear, I wasn't even alive when Leighton hit that shot. I've hated Duke because of the media love fest with them and the, you know, there's things like that. But yeah. you, you just got to hate them because of that. Then you grow up. I mean, Kentucky hates Duke. But it's, you know, Carolina has always been that for me. We've played, you know, I remember I always think that we should always play Carolina. You know, they've, you know, they had their cheating, you know, their cheating scandal. You know, we've had the tournament matchups with, I mean, I'm yeah. still that 2017. Hey, well, when were you born? January fourth, nineteen ninety three. Man, making us feel old on here, bro. You right. weren't alive for that shot. I mean, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't know what the hell is going. I mean, on I mean, I was. Pro- I mean, I was probably. I mean, if you go back, I mean, I was probably either. I don't even know. I mean, I was. That was right around the time. If you go nine months, right around the time of conception. Okay. Shit, I, uh, I was about two and a half months old, if my calculations are correct. I just I do love hearing the stories, though. I'm sure many of you have heard the stories of that game of who threw a remote through the TV, who was on the what grown <laughs> what grown whose grandfather was on the floor crying. Yep. Uh, but of course, you want to know the hot town connection to that story, Jack? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> during that game, start with a G. No, during that game. Kentucky High School Sweet 16 was having their state championship basketball game at Freedom Hall. Isn't that crazy to think during the Elite Eight they were having a, the NCAA, you know, the state tournament. UHA and Hoptown won the state title. Like, they were playing their state title game right when the Leitner game happened. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. And, and of course, he walk, keeps dropping us bombs on us. That, of course, a lot, a lot of people – if you're going with that, a lot of people – I think Greg Buckner, who played in the NBA, was on that UHA team. But they there weren't any cell phones or anything, and so a lot of people were looking up – they were talking about people looking up towards the box, trying to get updates from people that were, you know, had TVs or radios listening to that game. You kind of feel bad for you, everyone on that UHA team because <laughs> that'll probably always get overshadowed for them. That's wild. How old were you, Willis? Not to dwell, but um, – I was – Born in December of ninety, so I would have been okay. So you were a little over a year old, but yeah. you don't. Yeah, okay. No, I didn't know what the hell was going on in life. Yeah, I, the worst part, T Walk. I think looking back on it, and for me, I, obviously somebody that wasn't living it really, um, was you lost. You kind of you lost the game, but I mean, you lost Kaywood Ledford. Like that was. And that, I know it's game he called. And when you go on there and listen to him sign off, and I don't know, man, it just, it, it, I, I never even listened to him call games. And I've got this nostalgia built up from my dad and my grandfather who loved. It, I still listen to baseball on the radio. Of course, you're a Reds fan. You probably felt this. I don't know if like when Marty Brenneman stopped yes. games, you know, as a Cardinals fan, you know, we had, you know, I remember when I was little, dad would always keep the radio on with Jack Buck. I mean, of course, he's Joe Buck's dad. But Joe Joe used to call Cardinals games, too, until he got too big time. But Jack, you know, that was the game on camera. Of course, Jack Buck, Harry Carey, before he went to the Cubs, he was a Cardinals. Harry Carey. Harry Carey was actually the Cardinals broadcaster for 25 years before they fired him. Really? Look it up. Damn. 
that's a whole nother story if you want to get into that. But that whole era of people, you know, of course, UK basketball, you think about it, even when we were younger, we couldn't get every game on TV. No, you could not. It, you know, the uh, midnight replay on TV 43 with yep. uh, Rob Bromley, Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. You'd get him. But, you know, that you think about an era <laughs> gone with K. Whitley. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, T. Walt. But you know that the K. You talk about K. What it's like. You know, we got Tom Leach, but and I love listening to Tom Leach. Don't get me wrong. Like I love listening to Mike or uh, Mike Keith for the Titans. But it's just it, it's different. Yeah, it it is because that's that's who they had to paint the picture. Yeah, and that was you know what they you know they sat around. Of course, and I still love I still love radio. Yeah, I mean, I still, Mike Shannon for the Cardinals. He retired last year, and you know that's one of those things I would specifically find ways to turn on KMOX to listen to Cardinals games with Mike. Yep. He wasn't a good broadcaster, but just hearing him say, oh, yeah, get up, baby. Yeah. And like, no one even <laughs> drunk up. That, but it was, but it was like, I hear, you know, when he retired, he'd called Cardinals games for 50 years. And to hear him going back, calling Lou Brock and then Ozzie Smith and then McGuire and Pujols. And it's just like, man, thinking yep. about my, my grandfather and my dad doing that. And you, you're that with Kaywood too. I mean, it's a- and my and you know you you pick up on things. They like you said, they painted a picture and and you know they knew that they were the only thing between that game and whoever was was listening. And my dad said that <clears throat> uh, if they get down real bad or something, Kaywood would say, "Well, if your if your grass needs to be cut, I'd say go ahead and hop on your lawnmower because this one isn't looking good." You know he. Just- <laughs> Little stuff like that, and and our announcers today do some stuff too. I mean, you got to give Leach some credit, even though, like you said, it is different. And uh, you know, Tom Hart too, kind of. Yeah. Has, but has, you don't get you get the same you get the same generic like a generic Joe Buck on every a gen, you know yeah. you don't you're like Al Michaels sad that he's not on games anymore. You're not getting the. I mean, who who replaced Joe Buck doing on Fox NFL games or the World Series this year? It's just like a, you're not getting those care. Who was the guy that Keith Jackson? Remember he did football. The, he did like the USC Texas game was his last game, and then there was Pat Summerall and John Madden. You know those yeah. guys. You don't get many people like you know like Dick Vitale. A lot of people don't like Dick Vitale. I you know it's one of those things. I love Dick Vitale because I, I do too. Well, it's like he loves the game. He's good. He loves Coach K a little too much. But yeah. overall, <laughs> I mean, there's Coach no K, days. baby. Well, it's like, you know, Lee Corso, well, like Lee Corso on game day, and I look at the same as Dick Vitale. There's going to be a day you turn on ESPN college basketball games. You're not going to hear Dick Vitale. You're just yep. going to hear, hey, it's Jay Billings. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. you know, you're not going to get these guys that are just jumping. You know, Bill Rafferty. You know, you're not going to get guys that love it. Hey, I'll tell you who is good, though, coming up is Iron Eagle. Oh, I love Iron Eagle, man. He He's funny. Spot. He got that <laughs> slot. They filled that slot with him yeah. for yeah. – Oh, shoot. What is it, T-Walk? Was it – Final Four. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's, Jim Nance. This is going to be Jim Nance's last Final Four this year. Yeah. E- Eagle's hilarious, man. He, man, he's good. He's good. Him and Nance. You know, Jim – the Jim Nance – if you're going to be a clone of somebody, being Jim Nance clone, even though they pair him with Romo, but who cares? 
they hey this com- i love romo too brother don't get yeah, calm down and i forgot to mention earlier uh, <laughs> i i will be in nashville the weekend of of that music city bowl just for that uh thursday night matchup when the cowboys take on the titans um I don't know if a Thursday is a weekend. But... Uh, it can be. Thursday, Thursday, college times. You know, that was a weekend then, whatever. Okay, all but right. I, we've gone so off the rails in many ways, but it's been a great conversation, T-Walk, but it's not over because I just want to talk to you about this year's team, see what you're thinking, see what you think about C.J. Frederick, man, because um, he was in their headlines there. Just how you feeling about this team? I mean, it, it, it just the, – the positive of it is – this what they say Calipari 2.0 this second era from the first part it always seems like it go it's been going the same way especially like since I'd say like since that Keldon Johnson team or whatever it's they look rough starting out mm-hmm. you know, Duke blowout or things they look like even last year is like this and then you're like oh they're just not going to get it together and then late December something clicks yeah, and they start building and looking better, and then by early February they are just locked in, dominating everybody. And then something happens, an injury, or the point guard looks like they're you know players look like they're running out of gas, and then it's like they're just they peak at the wrong time, and then they're going down. And that's what I I say that yeah they'll figure it out because this seems like it has the usual formula, but at the same time I'm seeing the formula of. Severe Wheeler's just kind of like Ashton Hagen's per se, or like kind of like you know C.J. Frederick. He's going to find his shot, you know. There, but is is it also going to end up? Is Frederick going to be like Tyler Hero or hey, Hero or Kellen or even last year Kellen Grady, where by March they couldn't hit a shot? Uh, that that's kind of my thought. It's just like the St. Peter's losses. This whole team's going to be judged on what they do in March. Oh and, yeah. And I mean, there, there's pieces there. I, I really, I just don't know why Calipari. I, I understand he's going to play Wheeler at the point most of the time. I've, I've given up on that dream of that not happening, but because that's how he wants to play, he wants to push. But it's he won't. I, I just don't know why this year he does not even want to give the Wallace Reeves Frederick look. Because I really just think is you know a lot of the, like when Wallace is more effective when he has the ball he's he's not really an off the ball so you have him off the ball not looking good Wheeler they're backing off and then if you have Frederick is really your only pure shooter they're going to cover him up and then you have Oscar and Toppin so you have Oscar Toppin and Wheeler off the gate who can't shoot Wallace can't really doesn't know what he's doing off the ball so then it's Frederick, you know, they're going to, there's a lot of space Frederick can't use. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's, I either with, they're going to play Wheeler because he can't shoot. You're going to have to put Livingston at the power forward because you can't have three players that can't shoot at a time because Oscar can't, Oscar can't do everything. Two things. Number one, I agree. Livingston should be at the four, but he should be at the four regardless because he's not a good enough shooter to play at the three. And the other thing is, I agree, T-Walk, like, the lineup with Kaysen at the point and then CJ and Reeves at the two and three is one that I love and that I've thought about a lot. But honestly, with CJ not shooting any better than he is (laughs) and and not playing any better defense, and I think, now this is just my personal opinion, and I know the argument could be made the other way, the last two games, which that's an extremely small sample size also, I think Severe has played better. Yeah. Now, 
Now he he still does his normal ignorant stuff. You know, he's out of control a lot and uh he's like you said, they don't have to guard him as a shooter, which affects the spacing for literally every other player on the floor. But um, you know, there are a couple times, man, where I'll be watching them and I know you'll agree with this, T Walk, where they'll be passing the ball around and everybody looks scared to death to make a move. Yep. And does it – may especially. I mean, think about that year when it was – I mean, you think about look at every year. The year with Hay, you know, the first year with Hagens and P- – you remember the first part of your P.J. Washington, you know, we were like, man, he came back and he don't look like crap. And then just uh, – remember, they all look well, – I mean, against Duke. I mean, yeah, Duke was good and Zion and them were great. Nothing, but, but the te- if the team that before Reed Travis got hurt, you know, when they beat the crap out of Tennessee had played that Duke team, they'd have beat Duke. Mm-hmm. But it's like they – I don't, and I, I know part of it is that's why Cal, everybody complains. That's why Cal Perry doesn't do a tough non-conference slate. He likes to do – like he looks at all this as like extra practice. Yep. Ollie gag and then do his Camp Cal because he likes to – notice there's always one week in between games this time of year. He yep. likes – well, and then he – I think it's like he likes to see, all right, let me see what you got. I'm going to teach your traits. Then he's going to add in his offense. Yep. And and I'll say this is what Wheeler does. Wheeler adds an element because Case and more, but like last year, Wheeler was the only guard that was quick. You didn't yep. have level of guys that were quick, and I think even this year Reeves isn't quick. Couldn't even beat their man off the dribble, T. Walk. Yeah, and that's where that's where it. It's like in the guys that are timid. It's like Frederick came from Iowa. That was a very slow, patient yep. offense. And Wheeler, it's like you know he's gonna go quick. And I think Severe Wheeler, if, you know, he would have been a perfect, like, say, Tubby Smith, Rick Patino type, grind it out type. I agree. Like, you know, Tubby just liked to get up. Tubby's teams were grind and slow defensively. It wasn't much, but, you know, they like to push and go. I, I, you know, I think Wheeler can be good in certain things, but it's like you have, if you're going to play him, you know, you have to use him a certain way. It's not like on Saturday yeah. he was 5 of 14 shooting and he had not be shooting that much. He had more shots than Frederick Reeves and Wallace Mine. And you're right, Jack. That's some point on being timid. But I think at the same time, it's like Wheeler's got to know where his bread's buttered. You know, you know, it's like there's times like I do think he might operate better as a six man. Yeah. Maybe still play the most minutes, but I it's agree. okay when he's coming in. Everyone's, you know, that first break, people yep. are tired. Hey, you come in, you set the tone. Because there's games like last year against what Carolina games like that where he can just you know get to the rim when he's on he's on and yeah. they don't have nothing like it but it's when he's off he yeah. i guess from, from my point guard perspective it's he gets assist he finds open men he gets you know he can push the ball and get initiate the offense but he's not say a point guard like say a Ulysses or rondo where it's like he's gonna make guys better it's it's yeah. more it when they're not doing good it's not his fault like in the tournament last year the guys weren't hitting shots, but he's not the guy that's going to like put them in a better position. But if they're open and hitting, he's going to find them. So it's he's like right. like he's like say Stephen Johnson was as a quarterback. That's, that's right. That's right. He's steady and he is what he is. And if the people around him are doing what they need to do, then everything works great. But if they struggle, he's going to have a hard time elevating himself. I agree. I think that's a great way to put it. I, I, and he. And I think those things will work themselves out. I mean, Wheeler is a senior. Frederick is in his fifth year of college. You know, Reeves in his third year. 
and Wallace is a lottery. That's going to work. So the big worry right now is it almost seems just like last year. I'm saying the same things about Jacob Toppin. I was saying about uh, Keon Brooks. It's almost now thinking, is it more of Calipari's offense making him just like that? How many times did you see Toppin get the ball and say, kick it back out, kick it back out, and he's not even looking to pass it? Yep. And Brooks did it. I mean, the – because I think their issue now, it's like you don't have – with Oscar, his strengths are great, and you have to you know, work around him, but his strength, his weakness is he's a six eight center. Yeah. He does not have length, and Toppin is long, but he's not tough. Yep, that's right. Damian Collins can't even be on the floor, so it's – you're going to go small and quick. you got to have Livingston at the four. I'm going to tell you, I think by January, February, Onyenzo is going to be playing a lot. Basketball. You just said that. Yep. You know, he. I love Oscar, and I love Casey Wallace. I love all these people, but he is probably my favorite player on the team. I listened to an interview he did last week. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it's. I mean, you just look at him. It's kind of like our boy. Shout out to the nation's block leader from Hoptown, Jamarion Sharp. <laughs> but it reminds me of him, Jamarion. They called him Doodoo in Hoptown. He's leading the nation in blocks. <laughs> he grew from six five to seven one in a summer. Yep, and nice. it was almost like he got out on the court. And at times, you know, it was literally like kind of a what, what was that? It was like Space Jam when the Monstars took all the things. He was like, man, like what would I? But then every game he played when he got used to his body, because I watched him, he was coordinated. He had all stuff, and it was just like, man, he's just like, I don't realize that I'm that big. But it was like, then it was like, hold on, I can block all these shots. I'm, you know, when he put a little muscle on, that's what I see in Onyenzo, although Onyenzo's a little more solid than him. Yep. I think once he figures out what he can do, practicing against Oscar every day, getting a little tougher. I mean, because you can tell he's got a little hook shot. He can block everything. You know, you get that footwork down. Man, he's coordinated. He made a play earlier in the year. I have no idea what game it was. He made a play where he blocked a shot and then almost was able to save it. And I thought to myself, I haven't seen anybody block a shot and almost save it back in bounds probably since Willie Cauley-Stein. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I've not seen anything. I mean, that level of coordination and, and then the wherewithal to – because you've got to have a whole lot of – you've got to have soft hands, you know, to be able to get it out of there and then be able to corral it back. And I don't – Cal hasn't had a shot blocker like that other than – I mean, Nick Richards. Yeah, Nick Richards. Um, if Jer- I'll say this. If Jared Vanderbilt's healthy, I think yep. that team could have been a lot. I, oh, yeah. Vanderbilt, but even he, – he had some special skills, but he wasn't like that. But, I mean, I, I'd say, like, since Willie, Nerlens, even Boogie, like, Cal liked that length down there. And, he did, you know, he had some all-time great shot blockers. But even if – Bill Self always has that on his teams. That's yeah. why his teams are always – he always has some – he'll always have some lanky white boy leading the nation in blocks. Yep. No but, matter who it is. I mean, even Harrelson could block shots. Thank you. That, right that, well, I mean, well, I, no, I'll, I'm going to say Isaiah Jackson. I forgot about him. He got oh, wasted. Yeah. He got wasted. He was, he yep. was great. He did. He did. But they've been missing that on defense because that just changed. Because I think that's what their lack of athleticism on the perimeter. I think because when teams are scared to go in their lane on you, the 2020 team before COVID, Nick Richards and EJ, when they could kind of just 
even have the fear of people going in, it's a little easier to defend because I remember that's what sucked about Reed Travis. He could do all the right things, but him and PJ were undersized. Yep. And that's why, like, Keldon Johnson and Hero by the end of the year, it was harder for them to stay in front of their man because their man wasn't scared to go to the lane. Yep. Oh, and Reed Travis wasn't even athletic, really. So, I mean, like, I loved Michael Kidd Gilchrist, but it also was a little easier for him to play that kind of defense because, I mean, you have Anthony Davis and Terrence Jones down low. He had AD, I mean. Well, it's good stuff right there. Yeah, um, I I was letting y'all talk away. Well, what do you think about it, Willis? I want to know you. What do you think about the team? You're the Willis is the high school hooper of us three. Willis hooped in high school. We got we got to let the hooper talk. I mean, I, I didn't. I I did hoop, but we don't we don't got to talk about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think you you were on point earlier. What you said, like about here we are in. Figured out the end of the month and January and February going to look like they're dominating and hopefully. Nothing is going to inter- interfere with that as the season gets towards its end. Is, is all I can hope for. And and really, I, Wheeler needs to get his minutes. He needs to. He's going to get his assists, but he doesn't need to shoot that many damn shots. And he doesn't need to hold the ball like we talked about last week, Jack. Till till there's six seconds left and and try to do something like the Westbrook. Except he is Brooks Athletic. This offense, it's it's going to have to run run through Kaysen eventually for us to. The first to go far, and I think it will be eventually. I mean, he he's a freaking stud, so that's I all I can hope for. Um, but you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I I really really wanted so much more out of Collins, and I I don't know what to think about that. Honestly, you well, know, his father. I know passed. he lost his. I know he lost his father, and I'm 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 just. I, I hope feel he, like I he hope still's he got something around. I mean, because I mean, you we saw in the Bahamas what he could do. I mean, he was. I know. Where's really, that? That was against, you know, even though those weren't the best opponents, those were grown men. Well, yeah. I, I think he's out of rhythm too, Willis. I think, I think it's not just the grief and like his dad had moved to Lexington to be up there, so like it's very shocking emotionally because you're, it's the last thing he was expecting to happen. Oh yeah, they were in the gym, they were in the gym practicing the, the night before it happened. I mean, that's pretty wild, man. Well, do you remember the cool thing about his dad was. His dad last year said, "Oh no, I don't care if he's playing or not. We knew this is going to be a multi-year yep. thing." It's a, you know, it wasn't just that this his dad was playing. I think is what he said. You know, his dad wasn't the type like my son's a five star. We're going, you know, we're going to get. We need to go to the draft now. We need our money. We need our thirty minutes a game. You know, be the star. His dad came into it saying, "I want what's best for my son." Yep. He's thinking, you know, if he's not ready right now, he's not ready. But and you know, think about that kind of dad working with his son, worked with him, but wasn't trying to be overbearing, and then you just lose him. But that, I, I, yeah. I that's, a, that's a kid, Willis. I really think, I, I think that's a kid that Cal says, "I'm keeping you under my wing, and I'm going to take care of you until it's the right time." I don't think he'll let him yeah. let. But and he could easily look at his freaking wingspan. He he should easily be one of those blockers you guys have been talking about. Also, he's got a jump. He's got a jump shot too. I think you can use him on next year's team because you know, depending on who stays, who goes, or whatever. If he if he could play the four at all and develop any kind of shot, that's his main problem. I think is his freaking offense. But 
and it's just it's kind of like Nick. Remember when Nick Richards got started? We kind of saw. I I was because I'm big on analytics. I remember when I saw Nick Richards sophomore analytics. It actually showed he was the second most productive player on that team behind PJ Washington. The year PJ was an All American, but I looked at uh, Nick Richards per forty minute stats, and the thing that stuck out to me was it said he was averaging seven fouls per forty minutes. Damn. And it was showing like when he – remember they do those lines and that was a criticism of Cal like the Auburn game. Like, you know, he just had EJ and Nick sitting there. And I know he wanted to – you know, he wanted to push – you know, PJ was out there, but he was hurt. But there was times that length just did it. And it was like, man, if he could put it together with all his thing and when yeah. – because I remember some people like, oh, we can't really count on Nick Richards. But that's the way I see Damian Collins. It's like you see it there. Yeah. And you could see, like, putting it together. But I want to ask about Saturday. Do you think Saturday, like, going to quarter plan? Remember, what was it, a few years ago when they played – they lost to, what was it, Utah. And, you know, they came back and pushed. And then they played a good Ohio State team. That kind of, uh, They played a good Ohio State team. And then that was, like, where the light switch clicked for them. Then they beat Louisville. They always have that light switch game, and I'm wondering if Saturday is going to be that game because UCLA and that Mick Cronin defense is going to come out, push them around, kill them like that, and it's going to be like a, all right, hey guys, we've got punched in the mouth. You know that you know. I, I think I, it's got to be that game. I don't. I don't know. I haven't watched UCLA at all this year. Um, isn't it in New York? Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be a primetime game, I think. Yeah, CBS four fifteen p.m. And that's well, and it's Mick. Of course, Mick was at Murray years ago. Yep, yep. he was. He's a Rick Pitino disciple. Which I hey, hey, let me I, th- let me. Hey, you talked about my basketball days. Let me throw something out, man. Uh, I went to Mick Cronin basketball camp at Murray State, and I won the Racer Award that week for the best baller there. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, see, see, I'll <laughs> throw that in there. Will let's throw it out, but. Mick was a Rick Patino disciple. You know, I've heard, you know, yeah. Hayworth, to Coach Hayworth from Hoptown, he actually played under Mick Cronin, and he talked about, you know, Cronin was the type, like, he'd track your time on the treadmill, said he was just like a – and that, you know, coming from that Patino tree, his teams at Cincinnati and UCLA going to, they are physical. They play defense. You know, they play the entire length of the court. It's not the full court press or anything like that at all times like Patino, but they're going to be tough. Oh, yeah. They're not like the typical California team of yeah. kill and throw it up and down. They're they're strong. Well, and they're they're scoring at a pretty good clip. They're averaging eighty one point three a game. It, uh, they lost some good players. Like they lost Juzang and a few others. It has to be that game for me, guys. Because after that, it's four day AM and and then we got. Louisville, we've already talked about how that shit show is, and and then it's SEC play after that. So like, and it SEC has to be the UCLA. First part of SEC play is pretty tough. Oh yeah. Why do we play? Don't we play one out of order? Missouri. Why think, is that? And they're good too, man. I th- ever since they started doing that Big Twelve challenge in the middle of conference play. Yeah, it's. And, and then, what's going to happen when we expand the conferences? That's only going to get funkier, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're ending they, the Big 12 they, Challenge. They sit, but then it's going to be the SEC-ACC Challenge. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be yeah. – I think uh, I think they said that's going to be the week after Thanksgiving. But – Hey, I'll tell you what. When they expand the conference, 
and they change over to AC, the ACC, SEC, buckle up because you're going to have some hell of a basketball games in that thing. Because, Pete, I mean, the way Texas, Texas is coming into the conference now. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, think about how this league's about to be. You know, can, you know, Cal's got his recruiting back. Muscleman at Arkansas. I've, I remember our old buddy, uh, Justin, Dr. Anderson, when I remember when they were looking for a coach and he, you know, he was telling me about, Oh, well, Chris Mack, he's the guy, he's Xavier doing this. And I remember I told him muscle minute Nevada. I said, that's the guy to watch right there. It's just something yeah. you can kind of tell when a guy's got it, he's going to win it. He's going to win a title at Arkansas. Hey, i tell you what, man, as it stands today, if Cal just, you know, drives off a cliff unintentionally or something, or, just decides to step away from basketball even. I think you got to call that dude. Oh, him. He would be the next guy if that happened, him, yeah. him or Bruce Pearl? I mean, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce, I think, would really be successful because he could handle our fans. Oh, yeah. I can't believe any. I can't think believe. our fan base would want him. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. He'd embrace that day. Well, think about how Cal was. There were a bunch of people that were real skeptical about Cal. My Bruce, Bruce is kind of what Cal said Bruce, didn't like him. Bruce is kind of what Cal was. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. Like, what Cal was when he got the job was Cal had never won a title. You know, he was that young guy. He was, you know, considered an outsider of the coaching elite. Yep. Like that, when he came, that's why he was so dominant when he came in because Cal just was hungry. Yeah. Like every day, you know, I think that he's kind of like Roy, remember Roy Williams when he got to Carolina, you know, he was doing good at Kansas. Powerhouse. He, he was just, I mean, dominating. I mean, it's like when you're, when you see a coach that's on fire, you, I think all this could be a whole topic of conversation sometimes, but I, I, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick kind of ruined sports in a way. Because, you know, Alabama has made, I think, Kentucky fans and other fan bases think, man, you know, you got to do this. Because look at, like, in the SEC football for next, how many coaches get fired, like Les Miles or Malzahn or think getting pushed out just because, man, you know, because, you know, say Les, if Nick Saban doesn't come back to Alabama, Les Miles probably has like three or four titles, and we're talking about him as an all-time great. I, I agree. but and I, and I think you're right about that. But I'll also say this. I think that that only lasts for so long. And I think, like, you're seeing it now in, in basketball with Duke. You know, Coach K's gone, so it's like, okay, I feel like it's almost you've get, you've hit the reset button. And it's it becomes like, what have you done for me lately? And And if you get into this thing where it's like everybody is – fighting to to be alive you know no there's no one true dominant like what if nick saban retires tomorrow you know i don't know man i think that's urban because urban meyer's not in the game and that doesn't that Dabo, Dabo Swinney, all of us look at it though well i mean you look at this way like for example it looks like Dabo swinney kind of was a guy of the moment yeah so i don't know i, I think my thing is just like maybe in 15 years all this looks di- – I mean, you could – Eric Musselman could be the next Cal, too. You know, where you say he was super successful, but he never got his titles, and then he comes to Kentucky, and he's just super hungry because he knows it's the best job he'll ever have. And, 
we see another run of Don, you know, or if not him, maybe somebody else. I think that you're right. That's the type of guy you've got to get. That's just and I, I'll say that Cal, I I think when he's hungry and he wants, dude, he can do it. Because I've seen him do some great coaching jobs. You know, if you want to talk about luck. I always will talk about the luck of his first part of his tenure versus the second part is a lot different because, you you know, you think about the luck of his first one, like just say that, you know, Brandon Knight doesn't hit that shot against Princeton in the first round. He didn't go to that first final four, the Harrison shots all going, you know, there was a lot of luck in those. That's true. Then you look at the reverse, like 2017, the Carolina, they hit their shot. Yep. 2019, Auburn, all the things that could have happened in that game. 2020, the tournament goes out. Well, that's you know, basketball, baby. And well, that's kind of – freaking shot clock doesn't get called. Well, and that's kind of the difference was there was luck that went the way that time. It's like his Calipari been that different. The only difference, I think, is he's not had a – you know, he had dominant teams as far – you know, 2010 when he got there, 2012, 2015, you know, he – 17, I think, was one of those teams. But when De'Aaron Fox got hurt and they went on a three-game losing streak. But, you know, they have not had that dominant team. And I think people hope it can be next year. People were thinking it was going to be this year, but it's not looking that way. And you talk about him locking in, too, man. Like, some of the recruits for next year, I mean, some of that could have gone differently. Tennessee almost had Justin Edwards. Stole him. Well, and you, it's just that thing. He was getting all those recruits the first time. You know, yep. he, got, he, he hasn't done that. In you a know, long you think time. think about this: if he gets Zion, exactly. if he gets Zion Williamson instead of Reed Travis, who's stopping that team? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's. It's almost like there's like several of those like what if type teams and moments. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I got one final question for you. Walt. We, we've had some good convos going. We can keep it going. But just my last question for you. Do you believe John Calipari will coach the Kentucky Wildcats to at least one more national title? Before yeah, I, I, I believe that because I, I still think Calipari has that drive to get that second title to put himself in the all-time ranks. And, you know, there was t- – I mean, look at Bill Self. People didn't think he was going to do it. If you're in the conversation every year, it's going to happen. Bill Self yeah. got – Roy Williams a few years ago, people thought he was left for dead. He was done. He ended up getting his ring. I mean, it, it takes some time. I mean, look at the gaps between Coach K's titles. It took it, you know, he and Coach, you look at Duke during Coach K's later tenure. He had some good luck. He got his titles. But, I mean, it's, I think more often than not, we've had some bad luck. But there, there's a lot of those years, 2015, bad shot clock, that probably win the title. I don't want, I don't need to remind you two of that, but oh yeah, <laughs> but 2017, you know, 2019, you know, they've had teams that can win it as long as he keeps getting. Even last year, they had a team good enough to win a title. Yeah. If yeah. you have a team good enough to win a title every year, and, more often than not, it's going to happen. Well, the and like and like you were talking about with Coach K, and I'm not. I guess the, every team could make this argument, but you know, really. His biggest luck in those two years was we lost the game before. Yeah. Yeah. Play. Was it not? Was it not? Who who would you have rather played less? And maybe you'll have an answer for twenty uh, ten T Walk. But who would you have rather played less than John Wall and then the twenty fifteen team? I I can't think of a team that was in the tournament that if you draw them, you're like, 
oh god this is terrible so whoever be- beats us you know because I don't think Duke could have had the mindset to beat Kentucky in 15 especially because they're 20 you know the Wisconsin team had played Kentucky the year before so I think that they 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 had a we've waited all year for this and they were a really good team and it was like a we did it before we can do it again yeah, and I think they would have come out, man. I think that's something you'd be super dialed in for, and and I think they get it done. I think they even played a, a, a decent game uh, against Wisconsin. I just think Wisconsin played out of their minds. Being 38-0 raised everyone's expectations. Yep. I think it was a combination of – the team was very good. They came out early real strong. You had a Poitras injury, but they were still good. That's right. But then in conference play, the SEC sucked. They yeah. didn't play a single good team in conference right. play. It was like Gonzaga. And, you know. But, I, I, man, even – and you're right. They they did. But I think – and I just think that Wisconsin team, they had so much talent. But also they were pissed off because we had just beat them on a last second shot the year before and they thought they were going to the championship that year. And then I think they watched that Notre Dame game because I think that was yep. the, they said, well, here they we can do it. Here's the strategy. And yep, here we go. And a lot of people say this or that because like people forget Devin Booker wasn't hitting his shots that well down the stretch. It's like, oh, play Booker and Ulyss. Well, Ulyss was getting screened out the world. It was just a they came out and played better ball. They did. They played out of their minds. I think John Ed told me one time. Um, if not, I'm giving him credit for it anyway. Shout out, John Ed. There were <laughs> there were some a statistic or something where the we just did a hundred minutes. Love it. Longest ever. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. The vast majority of your games, you're gonna play really the truest version of yourself, your average. And then a small, a very small percentage of your games, you're going to play below your average. You're not going to play good at all. And then another small percentage of your games, you're going to play better than your average. You're going to play out of your mind. And I think, you know, had we, that 38-1 team, when they play their average even, I think they're better than any other team that's playing their average. They're definitely better when they're playing their best than anybody else. But when they played their average, there were there were certain teams that if they played out of their minds, they could beat them. And it just so happens that we ran into one, and we ran into one that we had soured last year, put a sour taste in their mouth, and – they were well coached and disciplined enough to execute their game plan and beat us. And you did not on that team have a go-to offensive player. No. And I think that was – I think the year before, like, you know, when it got late in the thing, it was just they looked at the last year and the game before, like, well, you had oh, – Oh, yeah, Aaron Harrison, boom. But it's – Well, you had Randall the year before, too. Yeah, it was like, we're going to dump it to Randall. Boom. It's gone, you know, but 2012, like, Anthony Davis doesn't score in the title game, but – Deron Lamb was gonna, hit. you know, Deron Lamb's probably your most, he's the most underrated, underrated player in UK history. You know, he had fifty percent from three in the title game on Kansas. You know, you got to have a guy that can just go get you a bucket. That's the one thing I do love about this Kentucky team. Yesterday showed kind of what it was. You're in trouble. What are you gonna do? 
Yep. You dump a Oscar. Yep. You got Casey. I thought Wallace. about asking you one more thing. Where, where does Oscar rank on your your list of top ten players in Kentucky? Are you just saying ones I've seen? Just and what are you talking about, Willis? Are you talking about like skill? Or are you talking about just like he likes them? Or he likes them is just me right now, honestly. Because oh, we're no. at an hour uh, and two minutes. We'll on see. This. We'll see where he, we'll see where he gets at the end. I mean, I think my top, it's like Keith Bogans and DeAndre Liggins are like up there for me. Damn, for real, Liggins. Look at you, bro. Liggins was one of. I remember when he came in under Gillespie. I, he was. You ever? I mean, you remember those players when you were younger? You were like, oh, this kid's coming in. I see something. Yeah. I remember. Liggins Got like he got like MVP in one of those tournaments under Gillespie after he benched him, and it was something I was like, Oh, he's gonna make it, and then got suspended that whole year. And then I just loved his story, like, and he played great defense. You remember, I changed my name to him on Facebook that yep. in high school, Jack. Yep. <laughs> was he on the 2012 team? No, he he was okay. 2011. He hit the big shot against Carolina. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, do you remember when we played Ohio State? He played that great game against them, and that's when. Um, George threw the ball off Sullinger's head. That was the game I remember. That year, something about that year, I just said, this team's going to go far. And yeah, exactly. they lost, they struggled. I said, I just like this team. They had that attitude. And, and Brandon Knight, dude, you talked about him hitting that shot earlier. You want to talk about somebody that's underrated? He was <sighs> – I mean, first off, his stats in high school. Remember, he had the dreads or the. Brain. At one point, he was number one when he committed to UK. He was number one in his class. And he was smoking. He had a jump shot. He could handle the ball. He played good defense. He was athletic. He was quick. He didn't fight. That, that was- is that's why it makes me mad because everyone says, "Oh, Calipari's outdated." I said, "But man, I I remember that team." I remember it was – you know, you think about the way they – and they ran it like – it was like a six-man rotation almost. Yep. I mean, yep. you had Knight, Knight, Lamb, Liggins, Miller, Terrence Jones, Jorts, and it then Eloy Vargas. In 2012, it was damn – I mean, it, they played Eloy Vargas, Sperry. Wil, Wiltger would kind of – Yep, the Dutch, as my father called him. Uh, my dad used to say, T-Walk, he'd get, when he'd get down there in the pain, he'd get pushed around like a dust bunny. And that that was you know that was the thing you just know about that that group twenty eleven I remember it was even the games they lost they lost them all close yeah. like remember that you know that high pick and roll with Josh Harrelson I mean it was the way they just they they ran offense just so beautifully and that's one of those things it's like I don't think Calipari likes it I think it's he likes the John Wall Aaron Fox and. Severe Wheeler can do that, and Ashton Hagens, too, could do that as far as let's just get out and go. The problem is with Wheeler is he doesn't have the finishing ability at the rim. Even if Wheeler could, you know, Wheeler's jumper aside, the problem why they back off him is because, you know, like, say, De'Aaron Fox or even Isaiah Briscoe to an extent, they just had that thing where they could go get a bucket. And I think that's that's kind of the thing with this team. It's – if Wheeler could play like he did against Carolina at those games or the Kansas game where he could just go to the rim, finish, that opens up everything. Yep. I agree. Good what, stuff, man. Do what? Good stuff. What else you want to ask, Willis? Man, I, I've asked all the questions I had written down. If you got anything, throw it out there. This this may be our longest show in history, but you've done a good job with it, T-Walk, and I appreciate it. You walking it like you're talking it, bro. Hey, I wasn't just all Twitter trolling. 
<laughs> hey, but you know that you talk about this, you know, playing bad. I mean, you you as a Heat fan, you remember like the 2011 NBA Finals is what I use on everything. The Heat should have just swept that series. Dirk wasn't even playing his best basketball. Bro, they should have went freaking f- four straight. Yeah, and it was just like a, and I, that's why I don't, I'll, I'll do, I'm not going to be the Skip Bayless, but it was just like a, LeBron, it got in LeBron's head. Dwayne and them just, they didn't know what to do when adversity hit. You had it because, you know, it wasn't like he was MVP, Dirk, but it was like, hey, I've been here before. You know, you had Jason Kidd who'd been in the finals for you had a few guys. It was just like, hey, this is working. Let's just fit. But then when LeBron got in that situation against the Warriors, Year, five years later, yeah. he knew, hey, this Warriors team yeah. went better. They should run us off the court. We're in their head right now. Yep. Oh, and that that's still, you know, I'm, I, I love LeBron as a basketball player. I, I wish that he would have some better takes on life, but <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. But that is still one of the most impressive – I mean, it has to be one of the most impressive playoff runs. That whole play, that 2016 title, that whole coming, season, the whole season in playoffs. I mean, because you think about even the round before that, Golden State coming back from a three-one deficit against Oklahoma City. Yep, Billy Donovan's first year coach in OKC, and that's what I mean. You think about that series, then to that, you know, back to back. Because remember how crazy Clay and Steph had to go just to get to the finals. Yep. Hmm. Look at us just talking about freaking NBA out of nowhere. Yeah. Hadn't watched an NBA game in forever. Since 101. <laughs> Since 101, damn. What about 101, Walker? If we watch, we watch good long, games over there. If anybody's listened this long, they deserve to hear a little bit about 101. Well, we're, hey, we're talking about 101. Let me tell you right now. Uh, that We talk about the Heat, too. Uh, the the uh, 2013... Uh, game six, freaking about to lose to the Spurs. Ray Allen hits that shot. Uh, Alec Pierce and Kai Wade walk into our apartment. They left whatever they were at watching the game, mad, thinking he'd have lost another title. And then they, they won that game. Man, I, I was just so hyped. That's one of my favorite memories of, of being a Miami Heat fan. Can I tell you Can I tell you something I've held back all these years, Willis? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I can't wait for this. Uh-oh. You, you might have something on me. I had a tweet typed up, Spurs and six, Spurs and six, Spurs and six, and tagged you. <laughs> and I didn't get to send it. Oh, oh man. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> like, I was sitting there waiting, <laughs> and I said, no. That's terrible. What are some other 101 memories, T-Walk? 101, by the way, is what? Uh, four of us live. Me, Zach Willis, Ben Prevett, and uh, that's on the weekends. And and another guy that you know we talk about from time to time. His name is Alec Pierce. Yeah. You got you you got to get Bearcat on here to talk about that. What we need to do is think about all the people that we've mentioned on here, and then tag those people when we share this. I wish we started a one-on-one podcast back then. I don't even know if podcasts were a thing back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure they were. But We could have, we could have had a lot of things like people. We were just figuring out. Shot and... Good times. All out. right. Guys, we've gone. This is going to be our longest show. But like I said, it's a good one. And and T-Walk, I'm just going to end. One final cat question. Where do you think this season ends? Final four. Yeah, baby. I hope I hope you're wrong. I hope it ends in the next one. But 
<laughs> with with a with a title, but I, I like that you see a final four happening. If we make it to the final four, so many of the problems that we have been facing will just drift away. Yeah. Yep. I'll say this. You you all made it because I did this on spring break. We were all in Panama City on that. I remember I was with oh, God. Michael Rager. And I remember we were filling out our brackets on spring break down there. We that went was, to that was actually Willis. Remember when I pulled you? I said, "Hey, Big and Rich are performing here. Come!" And I pulled you in there, and you didn't realize it. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> we got that free concert but, uh, in oh, a yeah. club, at Club La Vila. He was probably on another planet. T Walk. We had a fun. Willis Dude, I was. Fun. I Willis was the only that one moment. I, could get I was loving that country music then. I tell you, no, no one believed me. Willis was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go." But. uh I remember filling out my bracket, and I was just like, "Well, Kentucky." I said they're not beating Louisville, and then I got to, I was like, "Man, but if they're in," I said, "Man, if they're in the Elite Eight, like they're not losing to." I think it was Michigan, and then I got them to the Final Four, and I'm like, "Man, I'm getting them all the way here to the Final Four. They're not losing to." I think I had them like I got them to the championship game. I had them losing to Florida. Of course, they lost to UConn, but I remember. But like you said, Jack, if they get that far. Then that means they're playing good basketball, and if they're playing good basketball, they have more talent than anyone. That's right. And you know, T. Walk bring up one more game. We've talked about it on this podcast before. I think still, if you ask me what the best game or my most enjoyable game that Kentucky took a loss in, it's that SEC championship battle between Florida and Kentucky. James Young's slip. That, that was one of the best basketball games i've ever seen i remember me and michael rager said they're winning we were like they're, they're winning a title after that we said they're locked in that was vandy wasn't it no it, i'm talking about 20 he's talking about 2014 when florida was the number one overall seed oh okay okay and then they went out florida went to the final four too lost to uconn just like kentucky did That's right yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i got you it, I, I still don't know how they won a title that year I don't know how they want to talk. Well, no, I do know how they want to talk. Uh, you talking about filling out that bracket, T-Walk. I did like five brackets that year. Every, and every time I was like, I'm not going to pick Kentucky all the way this time. But I'm telling you, I did it every single time. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. And I'm hoping to do it the same this year. He always picks a whole bunch of wins, T-Walk. Doesn't matter the sport. He picked Kentucky football to one loss this year. Maybe a perfect record now that I think. Jack, everybody was doing that this year. <laughs> That's why I'm so damn let let down about it, man. Don't get me back on this shit. Let's. Hey, well, this who's the, are you a Chester or who's the other one? Daryl? Is it Chester and Daryl? Are you a Chester or Daryl? Is that who it is? Or is yeah, it, yeah, that's not. No, or, it's Daryl. Oh, who's Daryl's rival? It's uh, J Rock. Yeah, the one. There's one. One of them's negative, and one's. Remember the year they wanted to fire Stu? It was the mid, the 2016 when they turned it around. Remember there was. Are you a Daryl? Hey, I you, made the same mistake. Not be fired in his time at kentucky do what now i have made that statement that stoops has been lucky to not been fired before oh well yeah but i mean i don't think that now i think he's pretty he's sitting pretty good now i'd say so but i am the positive guy though if you're asking that t walk yeah and I, I get let down all the damn time too just look at it's i don't even talk about it uh, tennessee sucks no uh, yeah tennessee sucks and so does Anybody else? Even something. though your wife's your wife is the only Tennessee fan I respect. Tennessee fan. My wife's not a Tennessee fan. She not. She's a she, Texas fan. She's Texas. a Texas fan. Her brother went to Tennessee. Okay, I always remember her wearing. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I, I'm joking. Colton Robbins. I still got 
I still I still respect you, Colton. Oh, we got to tag him too now. Colton <laughs> and dinner with I, I still. Oh, God, Willis, I hope you got all this written down. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't either. We're just rambling on. Dude, Colton's gonna be mad because Col- I think Colton wanted me to do a podcast with him. Well, I doubt it. What we need to do is Willis, you find a way to set the the Zoom up and a way to record, and and we can do that with everybody. Well, I mean, I don't know with everybody. Okay. But, you know, maybe. Hey, when they play, they play Tennessee coming up in basketball soon. You, you can get, you can get, Colton would do it, actually. Do Who it. plays Tennessee? When Kentucky plays Tennessee in basketball, oh. Colton would do it. Even though, okay. like, like a Tennessee fan, it, it probably, you know, it'll be like all the Tennessee fans will get together and say, okay, are we good this year? If it's <laughs> no, look, we're not going to know the roster until we play Kentucky. If we beat <laughs> Kentucky, we'll pretend we can. There he is. See what? Love it. Hey, if you're still listening to this podcast right now, we truly thank you. Share it. And Share thank it to you, your friends. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a Hey, T-Walk, thank you, man. Share it to your friends also. I will. T-Walk. family. Hop down, hop down, hop down, hop down reps this podcast. Yep, they do. We, we have a lot of listeners in Hop Down. It's gonna, there's a, there's a certain friend of Jack and ours who we – aren't going to mention his name because we might get watched by the FBI, but he, he shared <laughs> it on his vast social media empire. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, T-Walk, you killed it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. We we, hey, we like to end this pod in two words. Go Cats. Go Cats. You do it too, T-Walk. <laughs> C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats. You sir, give me a go cats. Go cats. Yeah. What you talking, mate? Look, cousin.